the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. The Lord be with you. Warm welcome to morning celebration of Mass here at St. Bride's Church in Cambus Lang, which is the funeral Mass for the repose of the soul of Peter Doherty. A very warm welcome uh, to Peter and Sean and Alison and Thomas and Fanola and Orla and all the extended family who are here with us today and of course uh, family friends too. We've come uh, to the funeral of Peter. Uh, he's the last to die in that generation as a family. Today we are thankful for all that Peter meant and indeed all his sisters and brother to the family and to their friends and to all that have known them. Peter himself, of course, as we know, has lived a long life and we are thankful to God for his life and to, for all that he did uh, for others in his life too. We especially offer our condolences to Peter and Sean who, who have looked after their father so well. To prepare ourselves to celebrate these sacred mysteries, we first call to mind our sins. I confess to Almighty God and you, my brothers and sisters, that I have greatly sinned in my thoughts and in my words, in what I have done and in what I have failed to do, through my fault, through my fault, through my most grievous fault. Therefore, I ask, Blessed Mary of the Virgin, all the angels and saints, and you, my brothers and sisters, pray for me, the Lord our God. And may Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Let us pray. O God, Almighty Father, our faith professes that your Son died and rose again. Mercifully grant that through this mystery, your servant, who has fallen asleep in Christ, may rejoice to rise again through him, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen. Please be seated. A reading from the Book of Wisdom. The souls of the virtuous are in the hands of God. No torment shall ever touch them. In the eyes of the unwise, they did appear to die. Their going looked like a disaster. They're leaving us like annihilation, but they are in peace. If they experience punishment as men see it, their hope was rich with immortality. Slight was their affliction. Great will be their blessings. God has put them to the test and proved them worthy to be with him. He has tested them like gold in a furnace and accepted them as a holocaust. When the time comes for his visitation, they will shine out. As sparks run through the stubble, so will they. They shall judge nations, rule over peoples, and the Lord will be their king forever. They who trust in him will understand the truth. Those who are faithful will live with him in love. For grace and mercy await those he has chosen. The word of the Lord.
We know that when the tent that we live in on earth is folded up, there is a house built by God for us, an everlasting home not made by human hands in the heavens. We are always full of confidence then when we remember that to live in the body means to be exiled from the Lord. Going as we do by faith and not by sight, we are full of confidence, I say, and actually want to be exiled from the body and make our home with the Lord. Whether we are living in the body or exiled from it, we are intent on pleasing him, for all the truth about us will be brought out in the law of court of Christ, and each of us will get what he deserves for the things he did in the body, good or bad. The word of the Lord. be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. And Jesus said to his disciples, do not let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God still and trust in me. There are many rooms in my father's house. If there were not, I should have told you. I am going now to prepare a place for you. And after I have gone and prepared your place, I shall return to take you with me so that where I am, you may be too. You know the way to the place where I am going. Thomas said, Lord, we do not know where you are going, so how can we know the way? And Jesus said, I am the way, the truth and the life. No one can come to the Father except through me. The Gospel of the Lord. Peter had a long illness of some 14 years uh, that caused a decline in his memory. But despite all this, he managed to be independent. He was a person that we also regularly hear in the town, out for walks, uh, in the shops, and very often at Morrison's where he would sit reading the paper and engage in talk with many people that he knew. You would see him regularly out with that Uh, now kind of famous blueberry that he had, uh, always out and about. Over the last uh, few years, the illness itself had sped up and he was not able to be out as much as he was previously. Peter and Sean looked after him at home and saw to all his needs. In recent weeks, he was admitted to the hospital where it became clear that he would not recover. He died peacefully there in the hospital. 
Considering uh, Peter's death today, uh, we realise that he had a long life and his life itself was not cut short as some lives are cut short. He lived a long life and he lived, uh, thanks be to God, to see many things. His sons up, a new generation of the family, grandchildren growing up too. As I mentioned already, uh, Peter and Sean were very dedicated to their father and looked after him so well and we commend them both for their great care and attention today. In the Mass, uh, we are reminded uh, today of the road in life uh, that we're on and one of the consolations that we know is that it leads not to darkness but to the glory of God at the end. At the end, it's not a dead end that we reach but it's a place that we have been travelling all the time towards. St Paul says in the end, we switch that earthly tent to a a heavenly home which is not made by human hands. The Gospel puts it in these beautiful terms of a house in which there are many rooms, rooms aplenty. All the roads then that we travel on have this this destination. Wherever we travel, wherever we find ourselves, our roads lead to this place, to the love of God that gently leads us to this place where we might know the love of God forever. It is his desire, always his desire, that we come to this place, the end of the journey, the place where all the struggles, the difficulties, the uncertainties of life itself lead, where we will be at peace and at home with him. To believe in heaven, then, is to believe always in the love of God, who wishes always that none be lost and that all be saved, and he risks sending his own son into the world and allowing him to die on the cross so that we might all come to this place, so that all should be saved and none be lost. In this place, then, today in the church, we think of these things, most of all of the love of God uh, that leads us on and leads us to that final destination. Just a a few words uh, by way of reflection maybe today for us uh, on Peter's life. He was born in Bankrana, a place where he was to return to all of his life. He was the second eldest in the family. His parents were Tommy and Winnie. Uh, His siblings, of course, uh, Molly and Sylvie and Kathleen and Una and Jimmy. And he grew up, uh, of course, here in in Canvas Lang, uh, where he lived most of his life. He attended the local schools and, of course, the parish here of St Bride's. He left school, uh, as he did in probably in those early days, or those days uh, early on, uh, to the world of work. As many of his generation did, he uh, entered into national service and was a member of the Irish Fusiliers. Over the years, he would recount experiences that he'd had with the Fusiliers. Uh, if you know it uh, well yourself, it's not a common regiment that Catholics uh, were uh, jo- joined uh, in those days. In his working life, uh, he started as a bricklayer, uh, and I think uh, many of the family uh, have that uh, trade. Um, he was an apprentice, I believe, with uh, George Wimpy. He spent a few years in the trade, but his heart, he said, was never really in it. Eventually, his working life would take him to Grangemouth and to further afield, 
where he would work in places like Nigeria and Togo and Guinea and Ghana, places that he loved. Uh, he was always interested in people's lives there and would recount many uh, things about his time uh, in these countries. He loved working and he loved uh, telling stories about his working life too. Uh, even in later life, uh, when he worked in Ayrshire in an open cast mine, he retained uh, a great interest in the bulldozers uh, that were part of the work there. He had a great love for his mother and a great love for his sisters and his brother, uh, Jimmy. Over the years, Jimmy himself uh, would make sure that he was always in work. He had, as I know uh, all of the family have, a great love for Ireland and would return to the family home over there in the years uh, uh, he had. Although he was always rooted in, in this place uh, where he'd grown up, in his heart he always had a place for Ireland uh, and the family that was there too. He was delighted, uh, uh, as many older people are, to live to see uh, many different things and especially the family up. Family, extended family, as I know, are a hard-working family, conscientious, dedicated in anything that they set out to do. And perhaps this has been passed on from this previous generation to the present generation. They were always a family who considered family life to be important. And this generation too was a, a, a family that considered faith itself to be a special thing, to be honoured and respected and to be passed on to. As mentioned at the beginning of Mass, uh, he is the last of this generation uh, of the family to die. Uh, there is a very moving moment here, isn't there, in the life of this family. Uh, parents, his parents, uh, aunts and uncles, no longer here any longer. There is much to thank them for uh, on this day, their hard work the planting of seeds uh, that would, of course, bring about a great harvest in the future. The Mass, very often for that generation, as it is, God willing, for this generation too, uh, is very often the centre of our lives and something which we draw, draw great strength from too. We're here then today at this Mass uh, to draw strength and consolation and great peace uh, from it. In all our troubles, God is with us, especially in moments when we lose those that are closest to us. We feel that his love, his love and especially the peace that he brings into our hearts. This morning then in our prayers, we commend Peter to God. May God grant him rest and peace. Come now to the offertory of today's Mass. I ask you to join in the offertory hymn. <laughs> Gifts of bread and wine. Gifts we Fruits of
and pray, dear brothers and sisters, that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God, the Almighty Father. As we humbly present to you these offerings, O Lord, for the salvation of your servant, we beseech your mercy that he who did not doubt your Son to be a loving Saviour may find in him a most merciful judge. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It's truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere, to give you thanks. Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and Eternal God, for even though by our own fault we perish, yet by, our compassion, by your compassion and your grace, when seized by death according to our sins, we are redeemed through Christ's great victory and with him called back into life. And so with the powers of heaven, we worship you constantly on earth and before you, without end, we acclaim. Holy, 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 holy Lord God of hosts, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. You are indeed holy, O Lord, the fount of all holiness. Make holy, therefore, these gifts, we pray, by sending down your Spirit upon them what the dew falls, so that they may become for us the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. At the time he was betrayed and entered willingly into his passion, he took bread and, giving thanks, broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and eat of it. For this is my body, which will be given up for you. In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice, and once more, giving thanks, he gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink from it. For this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. The mystery of faith. We proclaim your death, O Lord, and profess your resurrection until you come again. Therefore, as we celebrate the memorial of his death and resurrection, we offer you, Lord, the bread of life and the chalice of salvation, giving thanks that you've held us worthy to be in your presence and minister to you. Humbly we pray that, sharing in the body and blood of Christ, we may be gathered into one by the Holy Spirit. Remember, Lord, your church spread throughout the world, bring her to the fullness of charity, together with Francis, our Pope, Joseph, our Bishop, and all the clergy. Remember, Peter, whom you've called from this world to yourself. Granted, he who is united with your son in a death like his may also be one with him in his resurrection. Remember also our brothers and sisters, who have fallen asleep in the hope of the resurrection and all who have died in your mercy. Welcome them into the light of your face. Have mercy on us all, we pray, that with the Blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, Joseph, her spouse, the blessed apostles, and all the saints who have pleased you throughout the ages, we may merit to be coerced to eternal life and may praise and glorify you through your Son, Jesus Christ. Through him and with him and in him, O God Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honour is yours for ever and ever. Amen. Please stand. We pray with confidence to God our Father in the prayer that Jesus has taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. 
Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy we may always be free from sin and safe from all distress, as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Saviour, Jesus Christ. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you, look not in our sins, but in the faith of your church, and graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, who live and reign for ever and ever. Amen. Peace of the Lord be with you always. And Let's offer one another a sign of peace and friendship. Lamb of God. Behold the Lamb of God, behold him who takes away the sins of the world, blessed are those called to the supper of the Lamb. Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof, but only say the word, and my soul shall be healed.
let us pray. Please stand. Lord God, whose Son left us in the sacrament of his body, food for the journey, mercifully grant us strengthened by it, our dear brother may come to the eternal table of Christ, who lives and reigns forever and ever. Amen. Thanks to everyone who is accompanying the family uh, today uh, in this uh, service, and thanks to everyone that's here uh, for the service as well too. Uh, particular thanks to Father John uh, from the Camboni Fathers uh, for joining us for Mass today too.